Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hey folks, welcome to Wednesday night. Here we are again. Keeps on moving every week, week by week. And we're only three weeks away from the election, less than three weeks away. I hope you're praying. We're being praying. We're, you know, we've been called for such a time as this. I've said that many times, and we really have. God has placed us here for to, to do a work on this, this world. And uh, in order to do that, we have to be kingdom-minded, have to think like he thinks, get our, get our mind and our thoughts and over on his thoughts. And, uh, you know, he says, I know the thoughts he has for us. He, he has for us are good and for hope and things, but we have to know that too. But tonight I want to talk to you, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, why we're here, what, what are we supposed to be doing, why we're here, and uh, what I want to talk to you tonight is about what Jesus talked about over in Matthew 5, 13 through 16, and it's uh, salt and light, making every day count. How many of you know when, when we got saved, I, you know, and if you're not watching this and you aren't born again, haven't accepted Jesus Christ, I pray that you would do so. Uh, as quickly as possible <laughs> and don't let another day go by right but uh, when we first got saved can you go back to the time that uh, you either knelt somewhere I was in a hotel room and I knelt my knee and bowed my knee to Jesus Christ and, and accepted him into my life you know I couldn't find him he found me but praise God he did and and but at that time it was like I wasn't drafted in but I was uh, you know, I was uh, uh, back in the days when I went into the Navy, I went in, I enlisted. Well, <laughs> God has uh, uh, grafted us into his body, but he has, uh, didn't draft us. We had to do it by choice. He gives us a choice. And you remember that time that you did that. And then from then on, uh, we're his. I don't know if you know that. We're his. So over in uh, Matthew 5, 13, Jesus is talking, and he says this, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. It goes on to say, Nor can that light uh, light a lamp and put it under a, but, uh, a basket, Put it, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, I like really what the Message Bible writes. It tells, it starts like this. Let me tell you why you are here. Wow. Now, that's an answer we need, isn't it? We're not here just to go around once in life and, as the old saying, grab all the gusto we can because you know, we're only here for a short time and let's just do whatever our little heart desires and make it all pleasurable for us and, and have that attitude. No, we're here for a purpose. God says, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out God. Amen. Flavors of, the, of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, now if we've all been called salt, he calls us salt, Jesus says, but if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? How are they going to hear about God? How are they going to taste and see that the Lord is good unless you're salty? Amen? And I'm salty. 
You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Wow, that's an awful thing to hear. Here's another way to put it. You hear, you're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in, this, in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. If I make you light, he says, light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a, ba uh, a basket or a, a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a lampstand. In other words, he's putting us on display. He wants us to be the light. Amen? Shine, he says. Keep our open house. Be generous with your lives. Amen? That's why we're to be generous. How many of you know I'm standing there in my office and the big banner I've got up here from some years ago on my wall up there, and it, it always fits this time of year because it's got some pumpkins on it and it's got some leaves on it. But you know what it says? Blessed to be a blessing. That's what we are, blessed to be a blessing. And God says, by opening up to others, you'll, you'll prompt people to open up to God, this generous Father in heaven. Wow, generous Father in heaven. When we were lost, he found us, he saved us, amen? So and first of all, he talks about we're to be salt. Well, we're to be disciplined characters, disciples, characters of, uh, uh, of salt, distinctive, different from the world. Over Romans 12 too, what does it say? You've heard just me talk about this many times as a favorite scripture of mine. Be not conformed to the world. I mean, you know, it's so easy to fall into the traps of the world today. <laughs> You, you know, what you hear, what you see, what you, uh, what's going on around you. If we're not careful, we'll fall into the world's way. But he tells us not to be conformed to the world, but transformed. How many of you know we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, he says, that you may be prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what we're to prove. We're to prove those things. But you know, salt, there's some things that salt does in the natural, but it's also, we are called, why did Jesus say we're the salt of the world? Amen. Well, here's one of the reasons. What does salt do? Some of the things that salt does. Salt preserves. It keeps things from decaying. You know, long before they had uh, refrigerators or even ice boxes, you know, uh, they would go cut ice and if they, if in the wintertime and they'd store it up and they would be able to freeze things. But you know what? They salted down their meats and things. Why? So it wouldn't decay. That, you know, they would, they would salt them. And where to be the uh, salt that preserves people from decaying? This, this nation, this world from decaying. Amen. Amen. What else does it do? Salt penetrates. I mean, even though salt penetrates, it changes that upon which it's put uh, to taste different. It penetrates food. If You know, how many of you have had some food that doesn't taste for a bland diet? Do you know what a bland diet is? Bland diet doesn't have any salt in it. And boy, food doesn't taste very good, does it? But, but when you put salt on something, it penetrates and believers are to penetrate. Say it, Mike. Penetrate the world. Amen. I always get in a hurry on Wednesday night. If we had more time, I wouldn't get in such a hurry. But, but we're to penetrate the world. We're to go out into the world. We're to out, be out in the world, not to hide out in a, in, a, you know, in, a, in a bunker somewhere or in a basement with a mask on, like some people we know that are running for election right now. But, but we're, to, we're to be out amongst people. We're to be out amongst where the sinners are, where the people need uh, help. Amen? It also salt flavors, influences the taste of things. Oh, wow. 
why do we, it's right now, and since COVID has been, if you've got any restaurants, you won't find any salt shakers on the, or on the table, salt or pepper, either one, and they'll have to bring it to you. But you need that flavors. I, you know, you, of course, you always want to taste the food first. They always tell you taste the food first, but most of the time it needs a little bit more salt. But that's what we can do as salt. When Jesus said, we're the salt of the earth, we flavor things. We flavor things. It's the salt in us. Salt is also quiet. How many of you know uh, <laughs> salt doesn't make a lot of noise? You know, it, it just blends in. It's quiet. It's visible, but works silently. That's the way we are to be visible, but working all the time, discreetly. Not to be the loud mouth or the big boaster of things, just quietly infiltrating the hearts of people with the gospel. Amen? It also spreads. Salt spreads. A believer's salt should spread far and wide. It spreads. You put a little salt on something, and it just spreads out over things. That's why you see cooks, uh, they always throw in salt with something. They throw in, it spreads out into the, and causes the flavors to come out. And it's, it also is irrepressible. Once applied, it cannot be stopped. A believer's salt, their testimony. How many of you know have a testimony that you can touch somebody's heart that maybe I wouldn't or maybe Pastor Scott or some other ministry or some other uh, person wouldn't? But you have a testimony. You have friends or you have uh, acquaintances. You have people that God can place you in a position that your testimony would help them come to that knowledge of Christ. It's irrepressible. It can't be stopped. The word of God can't be stopped. Listen to what Isaiah 55, 10 says. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing from which I send it. It's not going to be stopped. How many of you know the word of God cannot be stopped? Only way it can be stopped is when we shut up about it. <laughs> that, that will cause it to be stopped in our influence uh, arena of influence. But we're not to do that. We're to, we're to be uh, salt in the, on the earth today. Ministry, where do we do this? The place of uh, disciples' place of ministry is the earth. That's where we're to spread the salt. Amen? Amen. Say, I, say tonight with me, I'm salt. Amen. I'm the salt because Jesus called me that. If Jesus called me that, he must have a reason for that. And he must, it must be true, right? Because he's never lied. Now, there's two things necessary for a person can salt the earth. Uh, over in uh, salt is good and useful. This is what Mark 9, uh, 50 says in the Amplified. Salt is good and useful, but if salt has lost its saltiness or purpose, I mean, we know God has given us a purpose. We talked about what is our purpose on this, in this life. How will you make it salty? Have salt within yourselves continually and be at peace with one another. That's what he's telling us to do. He's telling us to be salty. If we've lost our saltiness, re-stir re yourself up into that. Tell yourself who you are in Christ and begin to, uh, begin to just speak it out over yourself and say, I am the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. He sent me here to this, on this life. I'm here on this life for such a time as this to be salt on the earth. 
and I'm going to spread wherever I go. What am I spreading? The gospel, the good news, the, the testimony of God that once I was lost, but now I'm found. That's the kind of things you, we would need to spread. We talked the other night in prayer meeting about seeing revival. You want to see revival in your household, in your life? Begin to be a little salty. Amen? Secondly, uh, we're not to store up and lock up the salt. Spread it. Amen. We're not, we're not to hoard it like so many things that the world's doing today. We're to, we're to spread it wherever we go. Here's what Galatians 6, 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't get weary. That, don't get, don't get uh, uh, caught up in yourself and say, I, I'm not going to do this. This has never worked for me. No, it says, do not be weary in, weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. That's what we're to do. We're to be the salt. Now he goes on to say in Matthew 5, uh, Matthew 5, 14, God is light. Amen. He called us light. Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You are the light of the world. <laughs> the father was light. Jesus was light. The Holy Spirit was light, light because they were all three one, right? And he, then he calls us as believers as the light of the world. We're to be like Jesus. But you know, to be like Jesus, it goes back to having a radical transformation, just what Romans 12, 2 said, what Paul was telling them. Don't be conformed to this world. Be kingdom-minded. Have a, a, a biblical worldview. Think like Jesus thinks. And to be the light. Now, light can do several things. Light is clear and pure. Light is clear and pure. Ephesians 5, 8 says, Once you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. <laughs> Walk as children of light. Live as those who are now native-born to the light. In other words, how are we to walk? We're, we're children of light. We're to walk that way. We're to watch what we do. We're to watch where we go, what we say, how we say it. Amen? Does it bring glory to God? Does it bring glory to the Father? Or does it just, do we just spew out anything we want? You've heard it said that light, uh, it penetrates and eliminates the darkness. Well, I'm sure it, all of us have probably gotten up and walked through a dark house and stubbed your toe. Why? Because there was no light. But when you just light a little candle or you turn a little, little bit of a night light on, it just it eliminates that. It just takes away the darkness. How many of you know he called us to light for a reason? Where, have you heard of somebody that walking in the room said, boy, when they come into the room, they just light up the room. Well, why is that? Because there's something in them that's greater than it's in the atmosphere, and it, it changes the atmosphere of the room. That's what light will do. We are the light of the world, and it penetrates and it eliminates darkness. I remember, I remember when I was in the Navy uh, on board ship, we had to be very careful. At night, uh, we, we couldn't light uh, a lighter if you smoked or, or any kind of a flashlight or anything on deck because it would go for miles. People could see it for miles. It would eliminate darkness in a, in a certain area, but you could see it from afar off. So we always use this like a red light uh, shade coverings on our lights. Even in, in the, inside the ship, we would do that because it, when you open a hatch or something, the light wouldn't get out. Well, they especially had to do that in wartime, but we did it as, as a way of just the way it was set up to do at all times. We just didn't allow the bright lights to come off. Then light also enlightens. That sounds like funny. Light enlightens. Yeah, it does. 
I, here's what it said. It ensnares a person's vision. Here's what Psalm 119, 130 says. The entrance of your words give light. Light. Are we speaking words of light? In other words, are we speaking what the word of God says? Because it brings light. It illuminates. It enlightens people. It, it opens up an area of knowledge for others. That's what we should be speaking and why we should be considered to be light. Light reveals. It opens up the truth and it clear, clears up the way to the truth and the, and the life. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. It'll, it'll open up a way of truth when, you, when you're salt and light, when you're the light of the world. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. In other words, he's illuminating the kingdom of God. That's what we're to do, illuminate the kingdom of God. That's why we have to be careful what we say. We have to agree with God, not agree with the, the, what the world says. Because if we begin to agree with what the world says, have you ever listened to yourself? You can get real critical, real down, real negative, real quick. But if you have, if you have the words of, of life, which Jesus has given us, it brings hope. It brings, it brings a airness about uh, there's something better to come. Amen? Amen. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. The light also guides us. It directs the way that we are to go in a path. That's why we all, you know, we have flashlights. We have a big lights. We, we need to stay on the path. How do we stay on the path? If we stay on the path of righteousness, we stay on the path of, uh, of righteous judgment. Why? When, the, when we're the light of the world. We can help calm situations. We can help direct people's lives. You know, uh, light also strips away the darkness. I mean, you know, it strips away the darkness very quickly. And it, 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 light discriminates between right way and the wrong way. In, in the Message Bible in John 8, 12 says, I am the world's light. No one who follows me stumbles around in the darkness. I provide plenty of light to live in. Isn't that good news? Plenty of light to live in. He gives us light. But we have to draw to the light. Amen? Light also warns, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I was just coming back earlier from Danville, and they got some construction up there. And they got signs out, but they also have lights that tell you to get over in a different lane. Get in a different lane. Or, or at night, you'll see blinking lights. And they'll tell you, it'll warn you that there's something, maybe something up there uh, that will cause trouble or cause injury or cause, you know, if you're in a car, maybe cause you to wreck. But there's all sorts of lights. I remember, I probably told this story before, but my uncle Gene, uh, one of my uncles that worked for the railroad, he hired out in, in, in 1940s, he, he went into the Navy and then he hired out in, in the railroad and he worked on steam engines. Well, there was, down in, in, there was a job down in Palestine, Illinois that ran from Palestine to Central Illinois and then back and, and there was a, an old uh, river bridge down there that uh, they had to cross every time they would go. I mean, that's just the route that they were taking. And there was a house uh, short of that river probably Oh, half mile, maybe uh, short of that river that the, the old farmer, the old guy lived there. I, I think he was a farmer, but he, the old guy get, lived there. He'd get out and give him a big highball every day. They'd go by and he'd give him one of those. That means continue on ahead. Well, they came by and it had been raining, it raining cats and dogs one night. And uh, he gave, had his lantern out and he gave a big one of these. 
Well, my uncle saw it, but the engineer didn't say it. And he said uh, to the engineer, he said, uh, I don't remember the guy's name. He said, that old boy just gave us a big stop sign. Oh, I didn't see it. He said, I saw it. We better stop. And he got it stopped with a bridge had washed out just about a half a mile from where they were at. He would, they, that engine would have went down, those, all those cars, and of course, it being a steam engine, they wouldn't have survived that. So he, it was a warning. That light was a warning. <laughs> Jesus said, now just think about it. We are the light of the world. We're to warn people. Hey, there's a heaven, there's a hell, and there's, you can shun hell and have heaven if you'll just come to the light the light of the gospel of the king of glory. Amen? Uh, over in uh, Ephesians 5, 11 through 14 in the Amplified, he says this, do not participate in worthlessness or, or worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them by uh, exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. For it is disgraceful even to mention the things such people practice in secret. But all things become visible when they're exposed by the light of God's precepts. That's God's word. For it is light that makes everything visible. For this reason, he says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine as dawn upon you and give you light. Amen. Awake, O sleeper. Awake, Christian. We're the light. We're the salt and the light. Now, light also protects. What's it do? It protects a person from the dangers of darkness, from stumbling around, falling, and hurting themselves. Over in, in, uh, in Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through uh, 14, it says, and this is put on Christ as a heading here, and do this, knowing the time that now it is high time He's telling the church today, it's high time to awake out of sleep. Church of Jesus Christ, Living Word Family Church, Pastor Mike, Pastor Scott, Pastor, all of us, awake up to where we're at in this life. We're here. We're here for such a time as this. But wake up out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. It goes on to say, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Put on our armor of light, amen? Dress ourselves in Jesus Christ, allowing the Holy Spirit of God to direct us and take us and show light reflects through us, amen? It goes on to say, uh, let, let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Amen? That's what we're to do. Jesus is the light of the world, called us light. He is now light in the believers. And we are to we're a reflection of that very light here on this earth. He, we are the agents of, of light. We are the agents of God has called us to this day and this hour. Where's our ministry to shine? everywhere we go, in our home, in our church, on our job, out in the marketplace, wherever we go, we're to shine. Why? Because the world is blind. If you can't understand it, there is blindness in the world today, literally blindness, stumbling, falling, un unseen. People are out there unseen what's happening in the world today, unaware, in chaos, in trouble, in darkness. And he says, you are the light. 
So what's our mission tonight? What's our purpose tonight? We're to let our light shine. Let our light shine. We are the salt and the light. Jesus said it, we are. Let's be salt and light today. Let's, let's, let's spread out and let the salt, the saltiness of our, of our testimony uh, infiltrate other people's lives. Let it give it some flavor. Let people begin to see that, hey, there's a different way. Let's spread the salt. And then also he said in that last verse in Matthew 5, uh, we were talking about is in 16, let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our father in heaven. Now that's what I'm talking about tonight. I'm going to continue on with a little more of that next week about now that we know we're salt and light and now we know we're supposed to go out and spread the salt and be the light of the world. Let us do it. Let us do it. Let us go forth in Jesus name, right? So let's, let's just do that. Let's pray tonight and believe God for a mighty, mighty move of God in our own life and the life of others around us and that the light of God would shine through us in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that you've called us. <laughs> Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, our King, has called us salt and light. May it be so with us. May we know that we've been put here for such a time as this to be light and salt in the earth today that we might so shine with good works, that we may have that presence about us that Jesus Christ is for us and working through us, helping others come to know him. May we have a kingdom, <laughs> may we have a kingdom mentality and a kingdom reality of what you want to do on the earth today, that we're called to be agents, we're called to be disciples and disciplined ones that go forth doing what you've called us to do spreading the gospel, spreading the word of God, that others might come to a saving knowledge. May, we be, may it be so tonight. Bless everyone that hears this message tonight. Help, them, help each one of us to retain what you've said, Jesus, that we are here to be salt and light. May you be glorified in everything we say and do. May we, you be lifted up. May the revival go forth in the church of God. May the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ enlightened all those that hear and, and we just thank you so much that you have placed us here and trust and trusted us for such a time as this to be that very thing you called us that we were soul and light and we give you all the praise for that in jesus name amen begin been good to be with you hope to see you again next week be blessed keep the keep keep the fires burning amen we'll see you next time Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.